So my name is Tom Dalton. I'm a priest in Wexford. I was the parish priest of River Chapel, where Court Town Lifeboat Station is based. When I came there 10 years ago, I joined the crew. My background, my home background, is a fishing background. My dad was a fisherman, uh, so we always grew up around the sea and to have a respect for the sea. So it was great when I was based here then that I could help out or, or work with the lifeboat in some way. And it was a way of getting to know people, particularly when I arrived first, um, to get to know people that maybe I might necessarily see inside the church. So it was a good way of, of meeting. And, and also, I think it was good for the community to see that I was interested and involved in helping out uh, in some way too. I think a, a lot of what I do as a volunteer in the lifeboat is similar to what I do in my, my day job as a priest. A lot of it is working with people, listening, trying to help out where, where you can. Perhaps as a priest, the whole area of death and dealing with bereavement and with loss, that that probably is a skill set that I would bring that maybe another crew member mightn't. Because unfortunately, not everyone can be saved. So sometimes we move from being a, a search and rescue to a search and recovery operation. If it is someone who is missing at sea, then that search can go on for a long time. And, and our hope is that we can find the person and bring them home to their family. Now we tend to, certainly here in Ireland, we, we tend to search for a long time. So I think the longest time we had in Court Town was two weeks. The first day or two, you might be out all day, uh, having a change of crew, um, but, but being out all day searching in different directions, going through your search patterns, looking at the coastline, all that kind of thing. But our hope all the time is that we'll find who we're looking for to bring them home. As, as the days go on, and if the search is unsuccessful, then we go into a different routine where we, we'd have a group that would go searching in the morning and maybe a group in the evening time. The uh, helicopter would also help us in that search. Or there may be a number of vessels that will, will join with us. But in all of that, the, the crew, I suppose there's a, there's a very kind of solemn air about it because we really are doing our best to try and find this person, whoever they are. And always very conscious, like this could be my mother, my father, my brother, my sister, my son, my daughter. And, and how would we feel? Sometimes the crew come to me and, and chat uh, just about the whole experience and what has happened. In general, we're, we're very good at that talking to each other. I would be very conscious from my experience as a priest of, of making sure we do talk about it, we do chat about it. It's not so much I go into professional mode, but I just use my skills to listen and maybe try and draw out uh, just how they might be feeling. And, and even simple things like to say, you know, it's okay to feel horrible. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay 
you know, that you feel the way you do. This is part of being a human being. We're not machines. The whole station does feel this pain. I had an experience one day. We were searching for a man who we suspected had taken his own life. To further complicate matters, we didn't know when exactly. His car had been found, his wallet had been found, but there was no trace of him at all. So that was one of our long searches. And as we were searching, uh, his family and friends gathered. And um, he had elderly parents and we brought, the, we brought them into the boathouse. And, you know, the, the medicine for all things made tea and uh, tried to make them comfortable. But I remember having a conversation. Now, the, 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 the mammy didn't know uh, I was a priest. She just knew I was a member of the crew. And I had been out searching uh, that particular day and um, I was still in my, my dry suit. And I came in and just had a little chat with her. And she said to me, um, will you find him? And I said, I don't know that we will find him, but we will try our best. And everyone else in the lifeboat station, they were there supporting them while we were searching. And, and everyone, like it's, it's, it's everyone's hope or desire that we would find who we're looking for. So, so the, three, the three crew members on the boat are, are part of this whole process. Uh, but oftentimes the, the whole crew and everyone involved in the station and even a lot of the community are all involved somewhere in the background, pulling together. The crew treat me the same as anyone else. But it's interesting, so, so with, the, with the crew themselves now at this stage, I mean, I'm 10 years uh, with the crew. They don't see me any different to, to anyone else. It's interesting when we're working with a flank station. So Arkla would be one of the, the stations that we work with most often. And Arklo has uh, an all-weather lifeboat. And uh, sometimes when I'm on the radio, um, Whoever's on the radio on the Arkla boat will say, copy that father, or something like that, and just as a way of respect, you know. But I know at one stage I, <laughs> I, said, I said to one guy, I don't know what your mother has told you, but I'm not your father. And <laughs> so it was just one of those kind of things, you know. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, listen, it's, it, it goes well. And, and, and again, I, Sometimes you need to have a little bit of humor and you need to have a little bit of lightness because of the seriousness of what you're dealing with. And sometimes that black humor does come out. Yeah, so. It's Dee Kafari here and you've been listening to part of the RNLI's 200 Voices collection. To hear more remarkable stories, head to rnli.org forward slash 200 voices or subscribe to the RNLI wherever you get your podcast from. Thank you.
200 Voices is produced for the RNLI by Adventurous Audio Limited.